Alicia, that's that's Alicia. I'm sorry. And also Elizabeth for the song. Thank you. Kind of leads us, us up to uh, some things here, because um, we are confronted with again it's a very turbulent and unique times, whether it's on the um, political uh, scale or on a personal uh, scale, whatever the case may be, God wants us to uh, be stable through this whole thing. And so my prayer this morning is that as I share with you, that you will understand what my heart is and what God wants to say this morning. Let's bow in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for a beautiful day, a day that you have made. And I, the, the psalm that comes to my mind is, this is the Lord, day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it. It's all by choice. And so this morning, Lord, help us to uh, look at a very simple verse, but has so much to say. Help us to understand it and apply it. In Jesus' name we pray, and all the saints said, amen. Well, we're dealing with uh, staying in control. Staying in control. Um, one of the worst things you can do is get out of control um, in a crisis situation. Whenever you get out of control in a crisis situation, it really it can become a, 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 a catastrophe. And so it's important that we stay in control. Uh, let me just go on into it then. John 14, 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. I mean, really, these, this is the crux of the verse. Other verses feed into this. But Jesus is saying three things. And if you believe, if you actually follow these three things, you can sing, say with this uh, songwriter, whatever my lot thou have taught me to say, it is well with my soul. <laughs> Are you there yet? <laughs> um, something that's distracting you from saying it's well with my soul? And so we want to analyze that. Because you see, this is not a suggestion. It is really a command. Don't let it happen to you. Stay in control. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be what? Trouble. Neither let it be what? Afraid. The Lord keeps saying, don't let your heart, which means what? The heart is capable of being troubled. There's a book, The 24 Diseases Out of Stress, Stress-Filled Diseases. It says 24 diseases come out of stress. Don't let your heart be troubled. So as we move through this, defining the term, the supernatural ability to manage anything would challenge uh, our perception and peace. Uh, that would challenge our perception and peace. And in our introduction, it says, 
one of the natural uh, characteristics of, of sheep is that they are fearful of everything. They can be easily scattered, isolated, and destroyed. And the Lord says, my sheep. The Lord called us sheep. Lord, out of all of the animals, why do you call us sheep? Say, because you act like it. You know I'm your shepherd. You know I provide for you and everything else. And you're always infighting. You're scared of everything. And that's why my rod and my staff is there. Uh, and the, the rod is to deal with the enemies and the, the thing that's going to come up against it in the, in the staff. You'll find that he'll use that to kind of yank the sheet out of this. I mean, he used both of the, two, the tools here. The word of God describes us as sheep, but we are sheep under the protective eyes of God and of our God and Father, El Roy. God sees. It's one thing to be a sheep out in the field. It's another to be a sheep of God where he's watching us all the time. All the time. Matter of fact, the psalmist says he neither sleeps or sleep. Neither slumbers nor sleep. God watches us all the time. And that's mean, that means in those moments that you feel that no one else cares, God in his, in his love and his care, although he's silent does not mean he's, he's, he's away. He's not an absentee father. He's right there. So with that, our frame of mind will respond to three major areas in our life. The past affecting our state of mind, the present attacking the, the soundness of our mind, and the future addressing steadfastness of our mind. The, the, fast, uh, yeah, the, the future addressing the steadfastness of our mind. I think that is so important because above all we'll, above will have a tremendous influence on our decision and responsibilities. If you're thinking all the time about what happened yesterday, it's going to affect how you operate today. If you are bent out of shape today and can't get a hold of yourself, it's going to affect your tomorrow. So what the Lord is saying, no, no, no. I want you to stay in control. I get very nervous when a person, is, if I'm riding with a person and they're driving and they're, they're talking to me. Don't talk to Keep your eye on the road. No. Uh, if you can't talk to me, shut up. Don't, this, this, you know. But because I want you in control at all times. Uh, you want the doctor who's operating on you, on you to stay in control. He's working on you and then, then his, uh, his cell phone, he, he get a, a, a call on his cell phone. You want somebody that's not going to pause to answer his phone. You want the person to stay in control. And staying in control, it says something about it. People rely on people who know how to stay in control and not get bent out of shape. A person who's out of control, a lot of times, they're telling everybody about their problems. I, that's, I can understand that. But I would ask the first question, did you ever talk to God about it first? Did you talk about God to God first about it? And how did he, what did he do to your heart when you talked to him about it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he did anything. Well, see, then I really don't think you talk with God. Or oh, your God is too small because he's a God of all comfort. Consider the three dynamics of these verses. 
It's personal. We must be in control. It's a pattern. We must have a sound theology. It's plan. Uh, it's a plan. We must embrace the person. Jesus is the answer. Let's start off with first the, the first one here. It's a pers it's personal. We must be in control. Let not your hearts be troubled. When the Lord says, let not your heart, that means I'm not going to do it. You have to do it. And I'm expecting you to do it. The Lord is not saying, I wish you would. He said, let not your heart. Which means you have the power to do it. You have the, it's in a time-sensitive area. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. You have to understand, when we were looking at Genesis, when we looked at Genesis and we looked at Satan, the serpent, one thing that Satan, one of the things that Satan did, he didn't twist anybody's mind, anybody's uh, arm or anything like that. The first thing he went was toward the mind. When you are troubled, where do you think Satan's coming from? He's after your mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You know, Think about the whole idea that when something comes your way, it's the first thing it's going to attack is your thinking. Because your thinking is going to attack your values and your actions. So understand, whatever comes, and sometimes it looks very severe. And it might be very severe. But remember, God is greater. God is what? So when God says, I'm greater than this, then he's saying, let not your hearts. Why? Why is it that? Because number one says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of what? His might. And the whole idea is we're supposed to put on the whole arm of God. So then if something is bugging you and, and, and twisting you out and everything else, the Lord said, why are you letting it happen to you? What are you doing? Oh, I know the circumstances. Like a Job, when he lost his, his sons and his money and everything else. It says he tore his clothes and he fell down. What did he do? Worshipped. He didn't respond to all of his children. His seven children. His seven sons and three daughters. Ten children and all. And losing all of that and his, his finances. The man was wiped out. And the first thing he did in his wiped out position is worship. And God is saying, regardless of what comes your way, don't be bent out of shape. Worship him. Keep your eyes on him. And please don't insult him by saying, Lord, I don't know, I don't know whether you understand what I'm going through. Are you kidding? I'm the one who put you through it. <laughs> I'm in control here. Now, the test is not what's coming from the outside. It's what's happening on the inside. It's not a suggestion to consider. There are two types of stress. We talked this before. I'm just re-emphasizing because uh, so, we sometimes forget. There's intrinsic stress. What type? This is the violation of our trust, uh, of our uh, trust in God. When you have intrinsic stress and you respond the wrong way, it's a spiritual problem. Every wrong response, if we don't put God first and you start getting into yourself, 
it is a spiritual problem. Satan says, good, I can take you further now. Since you didn't talk to God, I can take you further. You can't take this. You, you're going to start complaining. You're gonna, that's why God has given us songs in the night. That's why he wants us, even in our tough times, where's your song? Oh, you can tell me what the facts are. You can tell me how stressful it is. I understand all of that. That's life. And in America, we got a good compared to the rest of the countries. And so God is saying, when the stressors are there, I'm looking for your song. Where is your song? Rejoice in the Lord what? Again, I say, why is that overlooked? Do we rejoice only when the sun is shining? Or do it, it says, rejoice in the Lord always, all the time, every moment rejoice. You may as well get used to it because that's when we get the glory. You'll be rejoicing in the Lord. There's some things that have not even come into our minds. We don't know what, what heaven looked like. See, we're like, we're like babes in the womb. We don't know what the whole, we, but we're gonna, when we get there, we're going to be, wow. The Lord don't have, won't have to ask you to rejoice. You'll be screaming all over the place. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. But until then, understand you're on the way home. I looked at the commercial where the, where the good little girl said, uh, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> Keep asking the question over and over. We're not there yet. So don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Okay? Then you have the extrinsic stress. This is an unpredictable part of life. The, when we talk about extras, those things that happen on the outside, we don't know what's going to happen this, this day. We hope the rest of the day is, is pretty good. We hope the rest of the day will move pretty smoothly. As a matter of fact, that's how our mind is wired. You know, this day, we wake up this morning saying, this is going to be an ordinary day. <laughs> but remember, things have a tendency to happen on what? But we want it to happen. We want everything to move smoothly. But what happens when it doesn't? It can get very frustrating. And so in living this life, let us keep in mind several vulnerable areas that is designed uh, for experiencing God's full joy. In other words, these areas will be challenged. Our love, our joy, our peace, our long-suffering or endurance, our goodness, our faith, our meekness, our temperance or control. When we find that in living this life, let us keep in mind several vulnerable areas. What is available to us through the Holy Spirit, we become also vulnerable to the attacks of Satan. Is, is one of those you've been attacked in? Have somebody messed with your peace? Snatch it back. It belongs to you. He said, oh, hold up. He said, but my peace I give unto you. Didn't Jesus give it to us? Snatch it back. What are you doing? <laughs> you got your people mixed up. You need to go downstairs. You know? Snatch your peace back. Why do you let someone or something steal your peace? Oh, I see now why they steal your peace. Remember what Isaiah 26, 3 is? It says, I think it is. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace. Who's what? Mine is stayed on thee. You're in the wrong place. 
And whenever somebody snatch your peace, that means spiritually you're in the wrong place. Snatch it back. We're more than conquerors to him that love us. Being children of God, we are citizens of, of, of the kingdom or sovereign rule of God. Empowered to withstand anything that will unfold in life. We must embrace it. We must maintain it. We must guard it with the intentions of, of defeating us. Uh, Satan looks for the cracks in our spiritual armor. We are responsible for proper maintenance. We are responsible for what? You take care of your cars. You, you, know, you take care of everything else. And here your spiritual life, your eternal life, and we have a poor maintenance system. Do you pray? Uh, when I have a chance. You know. Do you cry out to God when things go wrong? Every now and then. God says you have a poor. Do you ever rejoice in the Lord? Oh, sometime when I feel like it. A poor maintenance system. And so this whole idea of this, when, when uh, we talk about the kingdom of God, there's a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is a place. Okay, we're not there yet. The kingdom of God is, is a rule that we are under. When you are saved, you are under the kingdom of God. You go by his rule. And so when we talk about the kingdom of God is at hand, then you're talking about God's rule is at hand. And so everything we do must be tied into the Lord. You don't have an agenda. God has the agenda. And we are to say in all our ways, acknowledge him. And what would he do? Direct that path. If you are a citizen of heaven, God has the agenda. Don't go on what you think is great. Do whatever you do. Commit it to the Lord. He'll give you the direction. And if he gives you the direction, he'll give you the power and the resources. If you do it yourself, then you have to support yourself, okay? You may as well pray to yourself if you can supply your needs because you're not going to get it. And so the whole idea is that we must embrace it. And so it says, let not your heart be weary. We must embrace it. We must maintain it. We must guard it. God is saying, I'm putting you on guard with your heart. You say, Lord, keep my heart. No, the Lord said, no, no, no. Don't let your heart, I give you all the power, unpackage your power, and watch your heart. Watch your heart. You're going to have a lot of folks who are going to test it. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be angry. But love endures all things. Okay? You're going to be confronted with so many things. That Satan said, you should get a black book. He said, no, I'm just going to take it to the Lord. Take my burdens to the Lord and do what? Leave them there. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Number two. It's, it's pattern. We must establish a sound theology. Now, we're talking about having a sound theology. It is impossible to believe in what you cannot trust and it's impossible to trust what you do not believe. Let that sink in just a little bit. If I don't believe you, I won't trust you. Why do you think that when individuals come to your house to do type of service, some type of service, they're supposed to give you some type of identification just because you say I'm the gas man does not mean I'm going to let you in my house. Let me see some identification. 
that at least give me a level of trust, of trust, you see. But if I don't trust you, I know you won't believe me. And so the thing is, we need to have that. A troubled heart is a spirit, a spirit problem, a spiritual problem that works from the inside out. So let not your heart be troubled. It works from the inside out. So then the Lord says, let me give you some theology then. Here's how, how can I keep my heart? How can I keep from uh, being troubled like this? Well, that's where the Lord says, Psalm 78, 21 says, Therefore, when the Lord heard he was full of wrath, a fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel. Psalm 78, 22, because they did not what? Believe in God and did not what? Trust in this thing. So when it says, he says, let your, not your heart be troubled. It's the first thing he starts off is believe in God. Fall back on your theology. It says believe in God. Through history, you can check it out. Through history, you'll find, you put out that word trust and believe. And it runs through all the times that God was angry with, with Israel. Because number one, they didn't believe him. And number two, they didn't trust him. And it angered God. They say, I brought you all the way from Egypt and everything else, and you still don't trust me? I fed you rascal for 40 years on the back on the backside of that, and you mean you still don't trust me? You can get other gods that look like dirt, and you're gonna worship them. It breaks God's heart. And he wants us. That's why having a sound theology, you young folks who are going back to school and what have you, having a sound theology, don't let whatever you involve take dominance over your thinking because guess what? God can shut you down, not tomorrow, just like that. What happens to a person who does not believe in God? One, let's read it together. You know, a lot of times, even in this room, you hear me, but you're really not hearing me. Okay? You're not really listening. Oh, you hear, you're familiar with the verses and everything. All right, go on, finish with the message so I can get on out of here. Yeah, okay. The whole idea is that you're listening, but you know what? You're really not hearing. One of the ways you can tell that a person's not in tune with God he will not listen. Next, he what? He won't believe. How do I know I'm not believing? Because you're going to come up with all these questions. But what if? And nah, nah, nah. And nah, nah, nah. The Lord says, no. Belief is, have you, you ever noticed children? Uh, I went Karen, when Karen was babysitting, and we had uh, a lot of the children there. And I would, um, uh, you all never met Theopolis. He's the other puppet. He's, he's much bigger than everything else. And, uh, and I'll, I'll tell him, I said, now, if you don't act right, I said, now, Theophilus is in the other room. And he said, yes. I said, yep. I said, now, you don't want Theophilus. You know, you want to deal with Theophilus. And so I'll go behind the bed and show his head and then put it back down behind the thing. And, and so, and so what, what would happen is, um, um, they, you know, they, they didn't talk back too much. But if they really, uh, kids are kids, you know, children are children. And so... I just, I'm going to walk you to the room where the office is. No, don't, no, no, no. What, they, they believe me. 
they believe that this that this man is crazy, you know, <laughs> and he's gonna put me in a room with Theophilus. They said, "Cause I saw Theophilus, I believe him." Children have a tendency to believe just simple things, huh? And the Lord said, "Do you know what? It's, why is it so hard for us to believe?" Maybe it's because all our lives we've been saying, "But when I get grown." Then I'll do this and this. So the Lord says, no, no, I'm grown. No, 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 no. When God tells you something, you believe him. Here's the next one. He will what? He will not trust God. Next. You can't expect a person who doesn't listen, doesn't believe, to trust, to obey. And guess what? God is saying, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Here's the the next one. What is it? He will not follow. The next, he will burn in the lake of fire. I didn't say go to hell. There are many uh, uh, names for, in the, in the Old Testament, what have you, Gehenna and, and, and Shoal and all the different various of, but the lake of fire is what Jesus brought, brought in, prepare for the devil and his angels. You don't believe me, you don't trust me, you won't follow me, then go right ahead, right, right on down that, right on that, then make a left, because that's where you're going, and you're going to be there forever. Here's the next one. He will be severely limited. A lot of times, folks get, they, what happens is, they get a career and everything else, and they think that they will hit the top, they can't define the top. I'm going back to my, my, uh, my doctor, and um, he, I believe he's a good doctor. I really do believe he's a good doctor. But he's, he's uh, how can I put it? Um, they call it, I think it's anecology, something like that. Echonology or something like that. Anyway, echonologist. And that's, that's a echonologist. That's a person who, who knows about diabetes. That's what he specializes in. I mean, that's his field. He doesn't go outside of it. That's what he does. Well, my doctor has done some research, and he's acting like an echonologist. They say, well, no, no, no. You're a doctor. You know, you're a good doctor. Stay with what you know. These folks have spent years in the study. Don't try to be like them. Stay in your lane. And so, and so while I'm there, he's always talking about diabetes. I said, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Yeah. Then he get right back to diabetes. I said, well, I, I said, you and I know. I've, I've been doing some research. I, I'm, I'm with you on diabetes. I believe I got it. I believe here's, a, here's I know what needs to happen today. And what did I, did I, let's move on from that. Now, as a doctor, what else is happening in my body? Tell me about these numbers and tell me about this and tell me about that. And guess what? A lot of times when you get ahead of yourself, you limit yourself. When God is for you, the sky is the limit. When God blesses you, he blesses everything you touch and people who are around you. Make sure you're under the blessings of God. He will never find peace or real joy. Have you ever found that a lot of the folks who, quote, made the money, who have made it, have not found peace? They, they die on drugs and uh, they're overdosing. The suicide. First John four sixteen. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. For God is love. 
And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Do you think that that is an instantaneous thing? When we talk about, there, there is, number one, your position in as far as a child of God. But another one is your fellowship with God. When you abide, the Greek word is epimental, when you abide in God, when you're there with him, he says, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. Remember what it's going back to. Don't let your heart be troubled. But you got to have a sound theology to guard your heart. And so the first thing Jesus points to says, let me give you a good theology class one-on-one. Believe in God. You believe in him. You trust him. He said, well, I, I trust God. Do you? The Lord said, well, that's great. Because I'm concerned because the next thing you need to do is believe in me. It's the plan. We must embrace the person. Jesus is the answer. We must embrace the person. Jesus is the answer. And so when we think about this then, believe also. You see that there? Believe. If you believe in God, that's good. Now, let me take you further. Believe also in me. Why? Because Jesus Christ is God, part of the Godhead, and he, you can trust him. He has the same power, the same keeping power, and he died for our sins. Not God the Father, God the Son died for our sins. He said, if you believe in God who, who sent him, then believe me who's here for you. And if you don't believe me, you won't trust me. Question, why is it so important to believe in our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Why is it so important? A person say, well, why should, we, why should I believe? Empowerment and answered prayer. He will empower you and he will answer your prayer when you believe him. John 14, 12. Most surely I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. See that word there? The word believe, who believes in me. This is why he said believe in me. Another one. Let's read together. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. It will be a confirmation of our love. John 14, 23, let's read it. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. The Lord says, You know how I feel love? It's not by your emotions. So you can get all the choirs you want. You show your love by obeying me. To have a church full of folks who do their own things but sing the songs of God. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised he walked right past the door. He's looking for saints of God who's saying, Lord, here am I. Use me. You know what blocks that? We still think we decide our destiny. Oh, we won't admit it. Just check out what you're doing. 
and see whether we put God first. God wants to be first. John 14, 24. Let's read together. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Jesus Christ said everything that I'm saying in other verses. He says, I don't speak, I don't speak what I think. He says, I'm, you want to see the Father? I'm, I'm, I'm the, the personification of the Father. He says, everything I'm saying is because God, my Father, is saying it. You don't believe me, you don't believe God. If you don't believe God, you're not going to believe me. We are inseparable. Why is that so important for us to understand? Because when the storms come, the Lord says, it's going to attack your heart. And the Lord's going to say, trust me, let not your heart be troubled. Why aren't you been out of shape? I believe God. I believe in Christ. I'm taken care of. If you don't have that down, we have a problem. It guarantees our peace. Let's read together. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. The Lord, says, the Lord says this. When you believe in me, I give you my peace. The world's peace is this. We are the, they call peace times. It's a condition meaning you don't fire at me. I won't fire at you. Meanwhile, we'll be getting all our stuff together just in case, because we don't really trust you. We're going to get all our stuff together so that you don't fire at me, and I won't fire back at you. And the Lord says, not, that's not, this is not so what they call a reciprocal type of thing here. The Lord says, no, 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 this is the one way. It says, my peace I give to you. Not as the world give it conditionally. I give it unconditional peace under your most stressful moments when you are frustrated and no one understands. He says, my peace will come in and soothe your soul. But do you believe that? Can you trust it? He says, my peace I give it to you. One last thing. You've been very patient. Let's read it together. Choose this day how you will manage the stresses in your life. If you are emotionally overwhelmed, I would encourage you to keep it real by accepting the fact that it is a spiritual problem reflecting the level of our obedience. When we get stressed out, understand something. God can handle the stress any way, anytime he wants to, right? At least I found that through the years. God can take care of the stress. Okay. If you're permitting yourself to be stressed, you have a theological and biblical problem. Because you're not using what God has given you. If you're stressed... And, and uh, here's the door. You are the one who turned the lock to keep it all out from attacking your heart. He said, let not see, see, your heart be troubled. Trouble knocks on the door. You lock it. And you go back and look at your computer or television, whatever you're doing. Don't worry about it. God has, he can tell. He's the great Jehovah God. He's El Shaddai, the strong one. I decided that uh, though there's, there's a list, I need to really commit it to memory. 
and even probably just kind of begin to preach to theology. When we talk about El Shaddai, when we talk about Jehovah Shalom, he's our peace. Jehovah Shama, he's right there. You have to scream out, God, God is right there. He's been with there. He'll be with, be with you all the time. And the same God who's, who's with us all the time, please hear what I'm saying. Here's what he's saying for you this morning as I begin to take, uh, take my move out of the way here. And it's this. Let not your heart, and put your name in it, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Keep your theology straight and keep your Savior in his right place. And you will find that whatever your lot, you say, whatever my lot thou have taught me to say, it's well with my soul. If you're not there yet, make your mind to get there as soon as possible. Because you can't buy peace. Because it's already given. And all you have to do is unpackage it. And sometimes we don't do it. And we share with others, and, and, and I want you to pray about this, and I want you to pray about this. We sure we, we, my first question is this. Have you trust God in this whole process? Yeah. Then if you're hurting, we want to pray about your hurting in the process. Okay? We understand that. But don't leave God out of this scenario. Everybody with me so far? Let me pray for you. Oh, God, our Father, how we thank you for this time together with the saints of God. Your word is a two-edged sword. And so as I'm talking to them, I also am talking to myself. Personal responsibility, let not. Theological stability, believe in God. When it comes down to salvation, believe in Christ. Help us, Lord. To do more than just quote the verse, but make it a part of our lives that will keep us stable as we walk through this life of storms. Oh, there are laughter at times, and there are times when we have some rest, but we are not home yet. Help us to keep that in mind. And until we get home, we're going to keep on trusting. We're going to keep on believing the God of our salvation. Thank you for being that to us. Thank you for being our Father that give us access to your throne of grace. And in those moments, we can cry out to you when no other can understand what we're going through. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. So give now our saints the stamina for this week. Bless their hearts, they may have those moments of laughter and joy and, and seeing and experiencing what you have created. But then, Lord, on those ordinary days, help them to stop and take a deep breath and be still and know that you are God. And make a resolve in our hearts, I will not let my heart be troubled. I will trust in God. Thank you for what you're going to do with the saints. Thank you for what you're going to do in their lives. And if there be one, under the sound of my voice, that do not know you as Savior, Lord, help them to move to the point of trusting you, believing and trusting in you, 
that Jesus Christ did die for the sins, was born of the Virgin Mary, died, and he was buried, he rose again, and that they would all, all they had to do is admit that they are sinners, ask for forgiveness, Lord, and you will clean them up. And Lord, I know that you're able to do that. Great is your faithfulness. For in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. Please stand with me.